0: Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Carol Woolham-Roberts, and I'm her husband, Paul, and we are the creators of Grow Me A Story,
1: our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives.
0: As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I have enjoyed bringing a wide variety of guests to you throughout 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living.
1: But for the month of October, we have been working our way through the Grow Me A Story creative toolkit by sharing some thoughts about our own growth in our new journey as creativity cultivators.
0: October is the month for harvest, And this is episode four of Carol and Paul's October Harvest, where we talk about the Creator Connection and being part of a creative community.
1: Well, welcome back to another Dreams and Bones podcast, the fourth week of October, the final a podcast for October which means it's the final week for Carol and I to be reviewing some of the items in our creative toolkit we're gonna to try and cover in about 20 minutes uh, two of them the creator connection and the creative community which uh, I know my thoughts about this Carol have been that these two things go together so so well for me in fact it's really hard to separate all five of these out uh, they they do cross over, I think, but especially these two, I feel like that uh, I, I can spend time making a connection with uh, my creator, and yet the best way to do that is not individually all by myself sometimes, but to be part of a creative community and a spiritual community and, mm-hmm. and figuring out how those two things go together ends up being a, a wonderful way to, to explore these, I think. So uh, thoughts on, on that? Uh, do, do you feel the same way that they kind of go together?
0: Yes. My thoughts a lot on, especially that creator connection, um, stem back from reading a book called Walking on Water, Reflections on Faith and Art by Madeline Langle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was the first book I read that just really showed how when we create any kind of art, it's getting ourselves to step aside and letting the work uh, work through us, which is letting God work through us, the creator. She says, The artist is a servant who is willing to be a birth giver. In a very real sense, the artist, male or female, should be like Mary, who, when the angel told her that she was to bear the Messiah, was obedient to the command. Obedience is an unpopular word nowadays, But the artist must be obedient to the work, whether it be a symphony, a painting, or a story for a small child. I believe that each work of art, whether it is a work of great genius or something very small, comes to the artist and says, here I am, enflesh me, give birth to me. And the artist either says, my soul doth magnify the Lord and willingly becomes the bearer of the work or refuses. But the obedient response is not necessarily a conscious one. And not everyone has the humble, courageous obedience of Mary. And for me, as we talk about, and I think that's what a lot of connecting with the creator is, is just learning to listen. That's why we do the awareness walk. That's right. why we take time to be quiet, to, um, to have those opportunities. Even journaling, doing our sowing seeds, those are moments to listen. Sometimes you get inspiration through the creative rendezvous. And it's just that whole part of learning then how to listen and then how to step aside and obey and let that creativity and that creative work um, come through us, Mm -hmm. rebirth through us, because then it's, I think it's even better than we could ever do ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we need to make that connection with God, with the creator. And we've talked about this before. For us, God is, um, we're Christians. It's the the God who created the heavens and the earth. But some people, even if you don't believe that, I believe that that you can connect with the creator of the universe mm-hmm. and, and step aside and let that, um, let that creativity be birthed. And then part of that, too, is having that community of people around you. And it doesn't have to be one group. I have many right, creative right. communities. I think
1: that that's important. Yeah,
0: yeah. and um, that kind of function in different ways. Or sometimes a community lasts for an afternoon. I mean, I look mm-hmm. at us last week going to our friend Carol young's welding studio right you know, and for a while there we were this little creative welding community mm-hmm. for about four hours or so, yeah. and we were helping one another and and you know she was such a big help in that whole process. but I think, yeah we you can create by yourself, but I don't think, I think having others in your life, they can actually be the one who God uses to speak into you Mm -hmm. about things. They can give you inspiration. They can, you know, I know a lot of times when we do our Zoom chats with our sacred community garden members and, you know, someone will pose a question or say, well, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden people are just sharing ideas. And I don't know how many times I've heard wow, I never even thought of that or I never looked at it that way. And that's the nice thing. You get these different perspectives when you become part of a community that really what all it's about is encouraging one another and helping each other in that
1: creative process. Yeah, wow. There's a lot to unpack in all of that. Uh, you reading that Madeline Lingle quote. I I liked the idea. She said something about whether it's a work of genius or a very simple work,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I, I I like to think yeah there there isn't a difference in those two things. Who who rates that? Uh, there is. I want to say the the Creator doesn't rate that that way. We do. Those are those are human uh, attributes to say, oh, this one is magnificent. I think about the the amazing works. I was listening to uh, listening to a little bit of NPR again uh, the the other night and uh, on the trip back from uh, rehearsal, and they were talking about Bach and Beethoven and Brahms who came after them and saw himself as lesser than Bach and Beethoven who were his his, his idols and he if only he could write a simple the, the speaker in that in in that NPR episode used that word that that he wanted to just do a simple work and yet then they were going to play this magnificent symphony that he had written. In his attempt to uh, approach his his idols, that's just this fascinating idea. We did a very simple work of welding, but it was creating. Mm -hmm. I love the way, uh, and again, Carol Young, we keep patting her on the back for uh, the opportunity and for the way that she handled that. It was a little frightening when she first said, "Go ahead, Paul. Here's the here's the welding torch. Go uh, do this. Uh, uh, do do what? Do what?" And I I think about oh the Creator kind of turning us loose mm-hmm. and saying, "Go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. Put your put your thoughts down on paper." Mm-hmm touch the brush to the canvas mm-hmm. uh, go ahead mm-hmm. explore and and see what see what comes uh, yeah there's there is so much to that and and sometimes I think that we can we, we evaluate it ourselves by ourselves and and we can get too critical of ourselves and that's when we need that we need to hear from the creator. And we need to hear from our community, and that's one of the ways that we hear from the Creator, is through, through that community. Yeah, we,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we just can't completely separate those out. Right. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next?
0: You need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track.
1: This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Wollum Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small.
0: Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help.
1: Now, back to Dreams and Bones.
0: Today in the in my blog, I pose a kind of a challenge that is basically asking our readers, it's like what's holding you back? What are, mm-hmm. what's keeping you from doing what it is you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a creative project, whether it's trying something new. And sometimes that's the biggest step is just saying, I'm gonna do it. And and I think, yeah, it's all those little choices that we make. And again, that's, I think, being a part of a creative community helps us. We see other people. In fact, I think many, we've had a lot of feedback from people who have kind of read what we're doing and see what we're doing. And, and that has helped them to make that next mm-hmm. step of saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to do this. Or, gosh, I see what you guys are doing. You guys just kind of stepped out and did it. Well, I'm going to try to step out and mm-hmm. do some more things and and stretch myself. Mm-hmm. And and um, and I love that. I love that uh, that people, a community of people around you can spur you on mm-hmm. and encourage you. And but again, it's making that leap yourself of willing to be a part of a community mm-hmm. and then willing to then step out and do that next thing, that next creative thing that maybe is burning in your heart that Mm you wanted to do for a long time. You know, I talked about, you know, I've always loved pottery. I've always, I started right after college when I moved to Montana and I found a piece of pottery and that kind of started this, I started Mm -hmm. collecting it Mm -hmm. and always in the back of my mind, oh, you know, someday I'd like to learn how to do it. And then I had the opportunity presented to me and it's like, yeah, I want to learn how to do it. And that really changed. I mean, creatively, I feel like, because that was really the first almost like visual art type thing that I learned how to do, Mm -hmm. you know, that I was taught how to do. And then almost from there, it was like, well, I, I think I can try this or I think I can try this. And now it's to the po- point where I just like trying things. I don't need to be a an, a perfect artist. I don't mm-hmm. want to sell my work. I mm-hmm. just want to have fun, and I mm-hmm. just want to explore different mediums of art and and see what comes of it. Yeah,
1: and that may lead to uh, the the opportunity uh, to to sell that. But I think if we I think if we start off there, the character in that first. Novel that I had been working on for a while that I have a couple chapters of. Uh, all data is this concept, and uh, and and that that character again is me, in some ways, and he is told by these computer experts who take all of his uh, information and put it into their computer and outspits this uh, this prediction that he's meant to be. The next great writer. I've had that thought, wouldn't that be neat? If I could write something that was so amazing that people thought of me as, yeah, the Bach-Beethoven of, of writing. Uh, uh, oh, what if I could be Frank Peretti? Oh, ooh, wouldn't that be nice? What if I wrote a play and it was Shakespeare-like? Well, you know, I can think that all I want and that's okay, but if I set out with that goal, well, I'm not I'm not in control of that. I have no control over that. My job is to simply, if I want to write, write.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then share it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is sowing seed. It is planting the seed and letting it grow and seeing what happens. And uh, again, I've I've shared a little bit before that that lack of control that I have is one of the things that does, that's some of the resistance that we've talked about before, that stands in my way. I can't control how Carol responds to my writing. Now, thankfully, she's pretty kind and, uh, and, and likes some of my stuff and lets me know that uh, she likes some of my stuff. Um, if she didn't like it all, Uh, then that would be rough, Um, (laughs) but uh, she's kind that way, and that's, again, the idea of that community, I think. It was great to hear, great to hear Kelton. Uh, Next month, you'll be hearing our friend Kelton Enich, and she's going to say something about when she has her students share back with each other about their writing, then she has a pattern for them that they know they have to say some good things, Mm -hmm. and we all need that. Yeah. We we all need that uh sometimes that feedback that directs us to to do better. Here's how to do better. Mm-hmm. And and I think we can get that through the creator connection and through the mm-hmm. community. Uh those are important parts of this whole process as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah, we uh we have a writing group that meets once a month and that's and that's what we do. We go through and mm-hmm. we we share writing and and it's kind of a balance. It's like oh this this was a good passage. This sounded really good. Now, look at this. you know, maybe think about this, or gosh, maybe you need to mention this earlier in the story. you mm-hmm. know but it's but we all know that our goal for each other is to make us what we're writing better and mm-hmm. so right. and so we know everybody's has a good attitude and 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 we're just there to help one another yeah. and and it's really yeah, it's really helpful to have those people in your
1: life. Yeah, I I again going back to the thought of being a part of more than one community. I feel like I'm I'm in a really good way losing track of all of the different communities. I'm part of gosh, now here's a question. Uh, can I call it a community if I really don't know who who is out there? We get feedback on our blogs uh, and I need to do a better job of responding to the feedback that I get and, and being a better part of that uh, community. But there are people out there that are reading reading what we're doing, looking at what we're doing, and we don't really hear from, right. from them. Right. We don't get a, a, a lot of feedback mm-hmm. from them. But nevertheless, they're part of this community right they' uh, i I like the idea that I'm impacting someone else's experience in life through the words that I put down on paper, even if I don't know the impact yeah. that I've had mm-hmm. that's that's part of once again just sowing that seed, letting it go, and and letting it grow wherever it grows, right. Shakespeare does not know that I like his stuff. He has no idea who <laughs> Paul Roberts is, and it doesn't matter that uh, that that community extends those those feelers uh, extend uh, way, way out. and we don't know you know it's the it's the rock in the pond uh, example where those ripples just extend, extend, extend. We don't know where that's all going to end mm-hmm. uh, and and that's when. With peace, we give it up to the Creator and say, you've made me to desire to create. I'm going to simply create and let it go. There it is, folks, the fourth and final episode on Carol and Paul's October harvest. Carol, who do our listeners get to meet next month? Well, Paul, we're going to
0: introduce another good friend from Kellogg High School, Kelton Eaton who is an English, speech, and creative writing instructor.
1: As we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support and remind everyone that if you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Wollum-Roberts.
0: And coming up in December, you'll have an opportunity to help us celebrate our first full year of grow Me a story by becoming a member of our sacred community garden and joining us for even more ideas about living a creative life. But for now, make a plan to join us next Friday for part one of the Kelton Enich interview on your Dreams and Bones podcast.